Hi, this is Rich with the Diesel Performance Podcast. Paul and Danny recently hosted a live Facebook event where they celebrated the 100th episode. This is the audio from that event. We thought you might like to hear it in case you missed it or maybe you heard it and want to hear it again. And I probably should tell you that the Diesel Performance Podcast contains explicit language. Um, Why don't we tell everybody what we're up to? Yeah, do it, man. Yeah, Go so ahead, read it off. We are hanging out today. Usually we record at 4 o'clock every Friday, Paul and I do. And we decided that this is something that's pretty special to us. We have had 100 shows released already. And technically, this would be our 101st show. 101. But 101. Yeah, 101, man. What have we been doing? That's a lot of shows. It has. You know, there was a time over the summer that we started doing three shows a week. Do you remember that? We were doing yeah. two and Nick was doing one. That's true. So we were doing a Wednesday show, a Friday show, and a Monday show. It's too much. It, we were, it's literally too much for us to be able to keep up. Uh, we got full-time jobs, right. full-time families. Uh, so we cut it back. We said one show a week. Let's get really good content together, mm-hmm. and let's just push that out. So I think the shows have gotten better oh, since yeah. we cut back to one show a week because we have more time to focus. You know, we have more time to find good guests and stuff like that. So that's, well, that's debatable. Yeah, I know. I know, <laughs> right? Kidding. I know. Our, our guests have literally be, literally been the best. If you think about it, yeah. When is the last time you have ever been surrounded by that many great people and that much talent? It's been so surprising to see how fast it's taken off. You know, is is like we went from. Having on just literally anybody who contacted us, you like right. n- not and not to downgrade that, like that was awesome to get those yeah. guys early on who wanted to get involved and get onto the show. Um, but as time has gone on, the guests have gotten better. I mean, that's just that we've been able to to be able to attract people that are kind of higher up in the industry for sure. Yeah, and Absolutely. plus, I mean, it doesn't like that's one thing I learned. We really don't care or try not to treat anybody differently regardless right. of where they are in the industry. I really try to treat and approach and like think of um, like any just as a normal person, any truck advisor episode yeah. or Gail Banks or Nicola Menarini. I mean, yeah, to me, it's like they're all guys and they all just want to talk about diesel. Absolutely, so, we're not starstruck. Yeah, that, no, that's been a huge thing about our show. A lot of people like to put people. We put them in the spotlight. We make them feel good about being on the show. That's right. my goal. But at the same time, I'm not stroking their ego so much. Yeah, a little bit, you know. But try to be a nice guy. Yeah. No, not really. Paul, um. <laughs> some, somebody, one of our listeners actually um, called in and said that you were pretty rude to me. James Westervelt, our number one listener, said it. So he's our number one listener. The number one listener. He told you that you've been rude to. Yeah, you know, I have. Danny. I have. He just rude all the time. I, I am. Just, yeah, that's, it is blood. Right. I. I'm not, I'm not apologizing for it either. Oh, um, no, no, no. So this is what I have to work. So, I sit by Paul every day, so I'm used to it. Kind of, it rolls off me like. All day. You know the thing with Danny and I is we're never like trying to get after each other. You right. have to you have to bring different points of view to the table because in reality there are different points of view regardless of what we're talking about. Six hundred and fifty horsepower on an LBZ, seven hundred and fifty horsepower on an LBZ. We agree with each other on a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we get along on a ton of stuff. But on the stuff we disagree, it's, I think it's okay to hash that stuff out. You got to. You know, I, I think it's just being honest. I mean, when you're sitting around in the garage with your friends, you're talking about diesel trucks, there's usually an argument going on. Oh, yeah. There's one asshole there who just doesn't agree with anybody and has to tell everybody else why they're wrong. Here, that's me. I'm okay with that. You're cool with that. Yeah. We all, we all got a role to play. Uh, guys, if you're on today, uh, one of the big reasons we're doing this is we are pushing out a survey 
Uh, so there will be a survey available. A link will be posted on the Facebook page. Probably will be posted in the comments here. The survey is cool, but we're here to really talk about the UCC and some of our other questions that our fans have been writing in to us. Yeah. Because who isn't excited about the UCC? Yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure. Really. I will just back to the survey real quick. It is very important. We do really need help with it. Please, very much so, guys. If you're on the Facebook Live or if you're watching this later, again, there will be a link in the Facebook comments. Uh, we really need you guys to fill out that survey. We're trying to make the show even better. Yeah. Uh, one of the ways to do that is we have to go out and get demographics, and that helps with attracting advertisers. It's so getting it's, serious, It's a big Paul. part of the show. It's getting serious, and we're yeah. just doing this to better ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny, I mean, like I always say, I mean, if nothing else, it's a reason that that I get to come down here and talk more about diesels, right? And it's not at work, so I can say things like, I don't fucking like that, right? <laughs> you I think you say that at work. You, I do. Yeah, yeah I do. So I'm, well, pretty any, I'm pretty honest at work. I'm pretty honest at work. Let's get real. You're... <laughs> um, but yeah, if you guys have questions while we're, while we're doing this, please post them. I got my phone here, so I'll try to catch them, and uh, we'll try to respond to you guys in real time yeah. as best as we can, of course. Uh, but yeah, UCC coming up. Damn, son. Our call-out truck over at Our call-out truck is sick. Like, I know it hasn't been on the dyno. It's supposed to be on the dyno Tuesday. They were saying that if everything still goes as planned, that's the day. Last Tuesday or this coming Tuesday? It was Tuesday? supposed to be last Tuesday, but now it's the next It's Tuesday. always see you next it Tuesday is. with that truck. Um, <laughs> oh. No, 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 no. It's, I, I mean, it's funny because everybody we've interviewed for the UCC mm-hmm. is in the same position we are. We're yeah. like, I just got it on the engine dyno, or I just mm-hmm. got it. You know, like, I just got something working. So... It's important um, to keep in mind that with these trucks, you know, as we always say in these episodes, there's so much that's experimental. There's so much that, you know, we're trying to figure out the best way to do it. Um, things take time, man. That's just that's just the reality. For you know? sure. Um, let's let's find a question real quick. So oh, I don't think you can loop it, Danny. You're going to ruin the whole video if you loop it. They're going to hear you. I'm busting with you, man. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> let's, check a, let's check. I got a question here, actually. Oh, I got, I got oh a, yeah. I got a guy that wrote us a question. A good it was, question. It was a good from Garrett Pelton. He Garrett. wrote, uh, "Hey Danny, I love the podcast. Paul, you suck." That's I'm reading it right now. That's not what it says. <laughs> Actually, if uh, my eyes are treating me right, it does say that. Yeah, but yeah. no, it says, "Hey guys, love the podcast." I'm looking at a 2011 LML GMC Denali with 145,000 miles, barely broken in. They want 32 grand for it. Paul. Mint, one owner, adult driven. First year must sell today moving um Denali. i'm just thinking of all the things i would tag this with in a craigslist ad okay right yeah yeah no yeah. i rust I, free I, yeah rust free southern truck mm-hmm. right or texas truck every everything sold in northern illinois is a southern truck amazingly nobody mm-hmm. sells a truck in in illinois from illinois that would be crazy so uh yeah you see 32 you think 32 is high on that it's a quad cab short bed i assume like standard lml's clean so, i mean he doesn't tell you what trim level is in denali oh denali yeah. oh fuck lml denali. denali 32 grand 32 grand for a high mileage in my opinion that's not come on first that's, year lml that's mid mileage and it's probably deleting if not he will delete not that i condone deleting emissions equipment because that would be terrible but um you can run that emissions intact Oh, but I'll tell you, thirty-two button. grand. This is my gut on this. Uh, Garrett Pelton. Um, he said, uh, well, "This thing's from two weeks ago, so he probably already bought the truck. So get ready to ruin his heart." He, he right said, now. "I'm at the GMC dealer. Should I be worried about so many miles in such such a short time? Any opinion would be great. So that's that, not, hey, one, that's that's even not a lot your of opinion miles. Would be great here. This that's, is the only yeah, time your opinion. Is, <laughs> finally, is somebody great. cares. Yeah. Um, one, that's not a lot of miles per year. 
I, I don't think Not that bad. is. I mean, it's miles, but like their trucks, right. like all the trucks get driven. You know, most guys don't buy them to park them in the garage. So what I would think. What so I wouldn't be mind? worried about that amount of miles in that mm-hmm. short of time. Thirty-two grand to me is ballpark. That's not a great deal. You didn't go home with a steal, uh, but I don't feel like you got raked over the coals. It's a right. Denali if it's in good condition and everything's clean on it, mm-hmm. and Carfax everything looks legit, good. and the Carfax is good, and it's it's one owner. It's, it's never two been owners. painted on. Yeah, yeah, all, all the other bullshit that we talk about in the buyer's guide, in the buyer's guide episodes. Yeah, if, if you hit the checklist on all of that stuff and it looks good, it'll sell for thirty-two grand. But me personally, I know that I'm probably up for some injectors and a pump really soon, and that's no. high dollar, two hundred thousand miles. CP three right, pump maybe, not injectors right, on LML. It's right around the corner. Two hundred thousand miles is right around the corner. Those I usually like to do those together. You know, if you do it like on my truck, I did them all together. If you're gonna do it, do it. I mean, I injectors will they last? I'm sure. But if you're gonna get to that mileage, a lot of guys, I don't know. They, I if think, you skip it, you're gonna be doing it soon. I think one fifty thousand miles is what you're talking. Fifty five thousand miles from now. So for yeah, if he thinks one hundred forty five thousand over six years is a lot of miles, mm-hmm. he's probably not planning on putting fifty thousand miles in it in the next two years, right? He's probably planning on doing less than twenty five thousand miles a year. So if you're going to do less than 25,000 miles a year, that's two years down the road. I don't know if you really would consider injectors. you probably consider an off in the truck at that point, right? So I, I don't know. My opinion, again, CP4, if CP4 is in good health, you're going to run a lift pump on it. Or if you're going to delete it and do a CP3 conversion, who cares? Um, I don't think you have to. I think you still can tune and modify that truck emissions equipped. Um, they did have some reliabilities on NOx sensor issues in, in 11 and 12 in the Duramaxes, but it's not the end of the world. I mean – a lot of guys can get replacement um, NOx sensors, and to my understanding, there's an update for them. So you potentially, I don't know, but you potentially could get good ones uh, that'll last a while. But yeah, I think that's, I, like you said, the truck will sell at that price. It'll Somebody's going to buy it'll, it. It'll sell at that price. Would I buy it? Hmm, I'd have to really dig into this truck if I was yeah. if I was in love with it. Yeah, I hear you. I'd, I, it's your call. Thank you very much for messaging us, Thank Garrett. You, Garrett. Sorry we didn't reply to you right away. I actually noticed this one today. He's not sorry, actually. But we did appreciate the comment. <laughs> I would say, um, think to yourself, what else can I buy for thirty-two grand? I mean, that's a tough one. What are you going to do? There's not much out there for thirty-two grand. A Denali. Well, that's what a I'm Denali saying. for th- you can't get a Tahoe Denali in that year for thirty-two grand. Right. So I'm saying, if so you if you're think getting about a Duramax it way, in it, why not? You know, that's tough. You're yeah. right there in that spot. It's a difference between dealer and buyer mentality, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you're the buyer. Like, like Danny said, your real question is what else can I buy for the money? Well, if you can't buy anything else you want to drive for the money, because I see LMMs go at that price, mm-hmm. right, at 32. LBZs, low miles. Guys go crazy on LBZs. Yeah, low, a low mile. So if I if it was me and I had a choice between a low mile LBZ or uh, – and when I say low mile, I guess in my head I'm thinking like 75,000 miles or 65,000 miles. That or 145,000 mile LML – Man, I probably would go with the LML. The little creature comforts and updates that have been done to it throughout the years I think are worth it. Uh, more robust transmission. Um, it, it's a solid platform so to what, tune what would and modify you do? Would from. You buy it? Would you buy it or not? The This? Yeah, the L- yeah I, would, I would buy the LML. For thirty two grand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. thirty two grand on a Denali is a good deal. So, again, yeah, pending. Assuming all other things are equal and it's a good condition go. truck. There you have Would it, you not? Yeah. Would you walk away? If I could, I'm gonna work that dealer over, I'm gonna say you gotta include tax on license. What if he started at 35 and you got it down to 32 with all that included? I'd feel pretty good, decent about that. But, but if he started at 32 and you didn't get that included, it would be a bad deal. You're talking about 1,500 bucks. 
I'm just saying, I always got to feel like I won. <laughs> I used to work on the other side of the desk. So. Right. But it's, I guess that's my point is like a lot of times people will look at these and they'll say, you know, is it a good deal? What what did they start at? Well, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter what they started at. It matters what they ended at. So if they started at 40 and you got it for 32, that doesn't make it a better deal than the guy who started at 33 and got it to 32. So Long it's not how short. much you got it negotiated down to. It's what you what you went home with and what you paid for it. Right. It's worth what somebody will pay. Yeah. That's yeah. That's worth. somebody who works at a dealership will tell you that. So I don't work at a dealership. It did. 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 So what do you did. got? You got a question? All right, I, all right. I had one that I actually replied to. So this is somebody did we, work. we actually did our jobs with. Uh, thank you, guys. We really do try to get on the Facebook comments as much as possible. It's tough because we handle a lot of other messages and stuff like that for our jobs. But, but we do get to them when we can. Uh, Tommy Mama. Pretty sure that was his name. Mama. Mama. Uh, got a 1980 quad cab Dodge Power Wagon. I love those things. That really is a classic, classic when we're talking about trucks. He's swapping a 12-valve in a uh, full chassis swap. Uh, don't plan on pulling drag racing or towing much. Really just a burnout machine and want big numbers. Wanted to know what did I suggest for turbo burnout. injectors and pump. I very blatantly pulled him. Oh, and what kind of power can I get out of a P-pump? I had a rant today in the office about P-pumps. Um you have a rant every day about something. I do have a rant every day it's about like, something. There's always something that I lose my mind. I should that I'm call it. Uh, oh, about. this this today on Paul speaks. Right. You should have your own Paul speaks section. Right. Or Paul bitches a lot. Um, but I was whatever. To be nice. Right. Right. Whatever. Um, so I was going off about people. Everybody wants to pee pump everything they have. I totally get it. Pee Dollar pump. per horsepower. It's there. The swap is there. If it's if you've researched it, you understand it. And if you haven't researched it. That you can is very a ton of access to information on that. I actually referred Tommy over to uh, the guys from Industrial Injection because Tyler Kipp, Sean Baca. If we're going to talk about twelve valves, especially if we're going to talk about a budget build twelve valve, to me Tyler Kipp's the most qualified expert we've had on the show. What was he twenty five grand into five years? Thirty. Now, if I remember correctly, the number we had written down was twenty five grand invested over five years into his twelve valve. That have been built five times, mm-hmm. so five motors he's gone through. Um, he drag races it and he dinos it, mm-hmm. and that's that's it. That's all that truck does. And that he drives it, it. He's, and he's still doing it. Oh, yeah. He's still doing it. So to me, that's that's where the the mark is for the industry. Um, the P pump, I think, is, is a no brainer. But really, for twelve valve power, as far as guys we've had onto the podcast, I would say he's probably the most qualified. Um, I don't know many other guys that are. Like, I know there's a ton of guys out there doing 12-valve swaps, but to be running 10-second quarter miles and hitting the dyno numbers he's hitting for such a long period of time for that budget, I don't know of many other guys that are in that group, you know, as far as budget goes. I think there's definitely a lot of guys who have spent more money and done bigger things, um, you know, and that's great. Uh, But, yeah, if you were looking for a budget 12-valve episode, I would definitely go back, listen to Tyler Kipp. I think he was the man with a plan on that. He topic. was, but he did not beat my thirty grand budget build. Ooh, There's no love way. that thirty grand There's budget no build. No way, nothing touches that build. If you haven't heard that episode, <laughs> you go listen. It's one of our top downloaded shows. It is. It, it, is. it is. And that's the perfect. Thank you, Danny. You're welcome. That's the perfect segue. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about some of the top shows we've had. Yeah. Uh, throughout this last year and a few months here, we've uh, about a year and three months. I think we're up to. Are we? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was uh, well November. I guess. Uh, November 2015 was the first time we launched, so I guess a year and about four months. So we're always doing this, and our wives are like, you know, pretty cool with us doing this. So thank you to our wives, first of all. Pretty cool. My wife. No, she is. She's awesome. Your wife is awesome, too. 
But, fiance, but yeah. You know, I call her your wife. <laughs> you get used to it. But without them allowing us to sneak away to do this, otherwise we would never be able to bring this content to everybody. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, okay. Top episodes. Danny, I have a list here of our top 10 episodes that have ever been downloaded. I was kind of surprised by some of the numbers. Of course, Gail Banks definitely picks up at the top. Um, so, like, we know if we do a Gail Banks episode, it's going to be huge. You guys love to hear the Gail Banks episodes. Mm-hmm. We're actually, we, I believe we have it scheduled. We at least have a loose schedule on it. We talked in our last episode with Gail about going out to California yeah. and doing some video about the L5P and about some of the manufacturing stuff that we talked about. Obviously, nothing military-related. We can't release any of that information. Um, however, there is a lot of stuff that he does, and I think if anybody who's been following Banks has saw just a ton of media from him lately. Oh, yeah, he's been really active on the forums, and I just want to say thanks to him for always doing those shows with us and then answering the public's questions on all these forums I see him popping up on. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Absolutely. The videos, too. I've been catching him in the dino room and mm-hmm. talking to the guys from the magazines and stuff like that. Gail Banks is a really amazing guy. Uh, we labeled one of the episodes Godfather of Diesel. He really was the founder of diesel performance, just that general concept of taking a diesel and getting more power out of it, he started that this game, right? So we, we have a ton of respect for him. Nick has a ton of respect yeah. for him. I know we can say that. Uh, so we're really excited. We are going to go out uh, sometime in May, uh, somewhere between the UCC, my wedding, and uh, the rest of the stuff going on in May. Uh, we're, we are going to get out there. We're going to do a couple of days on the floor. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really excited for that one. I think that's going to be huge. I told you I was going to do a round of golf with Gail Banks. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the freaking bucket list. Roll, round of golf. I love, it. I love it. I don't like golf. so um, 30K budget build. Danny. Yes. Number four most downloaded episode we've ever had. Can I, you believe that? I do believe it. That was awesome. It really was. You know, when we started planning it, there was quite a challenge out there for you. Tell us a little bit about that. When they first wanted to do this episode because our 15k budget build episode went so well we did uh 30,000 we're like oh let's do 30,000 which we're gonna do another one uh, eventually when we get up there so we can yeah. spend some more money up right so they said you know i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that i i stood up and i said i'm doing comments and they're like everybody's kind of like raising an eyebrow danny is kind of out of your comfort zone you're more of a duramax guy yada yada i heard all the excuses why i shouldn't do the um the Cummins. Yeah. And I said, listen, I have experience with Cummins. I'm taking this over and I'm going to kill it. And I went home and I racked my brain night after night. I actually went and visited these trucks like I was going to buy them. You fucking psycho. I can't I believe care. you wasted all these people that, you know, I still get no. calls to this day. Please, callers, listeners, uh, live viewers, jump on and comment if you think it's totally fucking insane that Danny went out and and acted as a mock customer mm-hmm. to real Craigslist sellers yep. um, for, for budget build episode research. This had to be as real as possible. I had to take it to the extreme to win this event. I'm going against <laughs> Nick Pregnant and Tim Slater, man. Yeah. I had to pull out all the stops. Yeah. And, you know, I, I that's exactly what I did. And I used all my experience from being at the dealership and then all the experience I have from being at Calibrated and I put it all together and that's what I came up with. So I hope everybody really thoroughly enjoys that because I literally had a stack of papers like that. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. It was, it was all, so much fun. It was all my build. <laughs> but what I did was I had to go back to the drawing board so many times and I was sitting there one night and my wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I just have to redo it. I have to find a new truck to buy because this one's not going to cut it. I'm going to lose. I will lose with this because of this. I found my own weaknesses. I found my own strengths and I, that's 
when I found that white 06 four-door long bed 06. You were really worried about Tim Slater showing up with just a killer Ford, weren't you? Oh, with Tim Slater is such a knowledge <laughs> leader. Like, the guy has more upstairs going on. I, I can't keep up with him. The guy literally has – he's like a sponge. And Nick as well. Yeah. Obviously, these two guys. Yeah. And then you got me. I'm just a, a, a salesman. You know what I'm saying? I don't right. do tuning. I don't do all this technical stuff, supposedly. So I had to really bring the A game. And I felt like all the time that I spent was worth every minute because not only did I learn how to build a 960-horsepower Cummins truck – I, I put it to work, and on top of that, we have customers that run the same build, and on top of that, I've used that same build on customers that come to me. So I, I use that whole entire scenario on, I'm doing an S480 right now over top of a stock charger on an 0659. Yeah. It's going to be nasty. Yeah, it's a tried and true, I, I mean, setup. I mean, guys like Daniel McEwen are running mm-hmm. it. Guys, um, Sean Kaiser. Sean Kaiser. Yeah, well, you know, he's not twins. I just put in an update for him. He's single, isn't he still? No, I thought Sean Kaiser was doing it. On a, oh, you're yeah, right. Um, I think I just put in a tune update for his new build. But at any rate, yeah, we, we have had several customers run it. We have had several customers do it. So yeah. it, was, it was one of those where you could say, hey, I was able to die. I know a truck that's mm-hmm. running this exact setup, so I know this is legit. So it was really cool in that aspect, absolutely. And I don't think that – I don't – so Tim Slater, when I called Tim to ask him to do it, uh, which Tim's been on the show a few times. He was our second guest ever. He did the uh, the first Ford performance. So if you've heard that first Ford performance mm-hmm. or Ford modifications, I forget what we call everything you yeah. need to know about the Blue Oval or something. Yeah. Um, he, he was the, the our second guest ever to be on the show, and he showed up as – just so crazy well-educated about Fords, which here we didn't – I mean, we care, but like, Not really. eh, we We're didn't, we didn't really more. have a lot of experience <laughs> with it here at the shop, right? But um, then we actually started to see like a buildup on it to where we we're like, okay, Tim, you got to do this. And yeah. when I called him, he's like, uh, what's my chances of winning? I'm like, well – well, you're going to I'm the CD. host. That's what I told him. Oh. I'm the host. <laughs> so it's totally subjective. There's no real points in it. It's all made up. And I will pick whatever I think is the coolest or whichever one sounds like something I would do. And uh, Tim, he was fucking hilarious that He's day. Always he was, hilarious. Yeah. He's always hilarious. He sent me pictures of that Pinterest uh, lamp he talked about, the turbo lamp. Hilarious. Yes, $45 if I remember, or 60 or something. So I, I would just like to talk about that episode just for a second. because Another second. Another second. Nick, I, so on his defense – if Nick actually did his build with the Stealth 67.7 and a 60% over-injector setup, yep. somebody would have bought it just because it's Nick's truck. Well, so, I, I don't think that was the point. I think the point there is that, like— um, You can do it an LBZ for thirty grand and set it up at seven fifty. Yeah. That was the point. Yeah. Now, Slater, it wasn't hard his to truck, get to what he was nobody doing. would pay thirty grand. i I'm sorry. You got to have, like— I mean, you would invest thirty grand into it because a lot yeah, of guys do. Right. A lot of guys do. But I think it would be – there's a guy out there that would do it if they really knew how thorough Tim is. You think if they started with a stock truck, they would follow the, the suggestions he made? I, I do. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, he's pretty solid, I guess. Tim is an aviation geek, and yeah. us aviation geeks are just – we nerd out in a certain way, and he has it, man. I, I, I was nervous to go against him. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm calling it out right now. $60,000 budget build episode. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, man. I'm not so Right I'm not now, I'm calling it. Who's going who's gonna to love I that? I mean, the real question is who's going to host it because I don't know if anybody's going to let me come back to be the judge again. Oh. Right? Well, so so only, I don't think you should be a contendent again. I mean, wait, yeah. Wait, we, wait. we No, 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 no. Not only did you agree that I should have won, Nick agreed and Tim Slater agreed that yeah, I should have won. you won. So, you did a good job. But you know what sucks? You I did a good job. My, I didn't get my two steak dinners yet <laughs> i am supposed to win two steak dinners and i haven't seen that in like my paycheck envelope or nothing so maybe one day <laughs> like 
a dinner for two to Outback or something. Longhorn Steakhouse. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Clayton Winslow. Everybody thinks their 250,000 mile LBZ is worth 30 grand. I totally fucking agree. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. That's obviously what he commented. Yes, yes, they do. Um, Why not? Because it's outrageous, Danny, because there is something called a real market. Yes, I know there's a sucker born every minute, so you eventually could sell it to a sucker. But there is something called a real market. And the real market, it says your 250,000-mile LBZ is probably not worth thirty grand. There's a lot of people There's also a real market out there <laughs> of people who actually pay money for trucks, not just people who post the, the – the shit we see on Facebook, yeah. but people actually show Listen, up with cash and buy a vehicle. That's the market price. And that market price is often is much, much less than what you see them posted for. Professionals don't sell and buy off Facebook. I'll just say if you're a professional investor and a professional seller, you typically yeah, not, not normal not customers do. Okay. So yes, for yeah. a dealership, you're right, on Facebook. But so, yes, normal customers, I think a lot of our listeners have bought their trucks or tried to sell their trucks on Facebook. They have. And overpricing it on Facebook doesn't help you sell. Okay, that, that I guess that's my it general gets people's point. attention. You P- putting PFA. it up at thirty grand, you putting it up at thirty grand may start a thread of a hundred guys posting on it. You think, ooh, look at all the people looking, but if you don't have any serious buyers mm-hmm. in there, you're, you're just time. wasting time. Spinning your tires. So so yes, your truck got a bunch of attention because you posted it way too high for where the market is at. But if it's not gonna sell at that price, you're not helping yourself. Again, this comes back to my my point earlier. Because you feel like, yes, you might find that buyer out there who says, ooh, I got them to take eight grand off the price and I bought it for 22. That doesn't that doesn't really mean he got a good deal. The truck is worth 22. That's just because he got because you started at 30 and he went down to 22, or because I posted mine at 25 and went down to 22. That customer didn't get a better deal one way or the other. There is a real market price, and people overpricing their trucks on Facebook, I don't think helps them sell it. Hey, maybe it just comes down to that they really didn't want to sell it anyways. Yeah, that is, I do. I do see a lot of. Hey guys, How just putting feelers out there. Yeah. What would you pay me for my truck? Don't waste your time texting that, writing that. Please, right. don't I'll, waste I'll your come, time. I'll come to your house and try to budget build, buy your truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, what, what is it worth? Get on Kelly Blue Book because no. you have access to the internet. Okay, what, what, NADA. which one? Do you, NADA, whatever, whatever one you want, and look up to see what your truck is selling for. Find a similar vehicle for sale yeah. in any marketplace, mm-hmm. and that is what Shop your truck it. is worth. There's no point writing a post in any of the Facebook group saying, "Hey guys, just putting the feelers out there. What would you buy my truck for?" All hypothetically, right. enough. L- LBZ talk. Hypothetically. I, we talk about LBZs a lot. We it's do talk about favorite. LBZs L- a lot. LBZs, boy, I can't help it. Yeah. So we got our, our top shows. We got Gail Banks. We talked about that. Yep. So we got um, our show. 30K budget bill. 30K. Now we got Sean Baca. Sean Baca. Sean Baca from last year. 2474 was his At the number. UCC. That's what it was. That was the first time we ever interviewed somebody mm. about the UCC. That's the first time we ever talked about the UCC. Some people they didn't Sean even know Baca about crushed it. Crushed it on the horsepower numbers of the UCC. Yeah. He crushed the interview too. Do you know? Do you know? I think what was really cool about that one was that at the time we interviewed Sean Baca, there was a lot of hype on Facebook that he made twenty four hundred horsepower, and then he ran like an eleven second quarter mile. Yeah. And people talk so much shit. Well, you think so much shit? They were his trucks garbage. He doesn't know what he's doing. Without knowing anything, literally just seeing what his times and what his yeah. results were, people were making assumptions and getting on the jump to conclusions, Matt, and calling out <laughs> Sean Baca as though he was doing something wrong. We interviewed him. We asked him about it. Yeah. If you haven't listened, jump on and listen to the Sean Baca 
2,474 horsepower episode. We specifically asked him about that. He explains it in detail. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. He was cool. To see that truck and what it went through and to get wrecked. Like, that was the other people yeah. were talking so much shit because he wrecked it. Remember? Yeah. That was a nasty video, though. Yeah, yeah. That, that, come on, man. That hey, was. And he, it was cool. He just talked to us and yeah. told us all about it. Didn't have anything to hide. The guy, I've, I've been trying to get him on for our guests because a lot of guests are like, oh, what's he up to this year for the UCC? Well, he's been quiet. It's been secret. It was yeah. a secret that he was even going up until i don't even know when when the official announcement that he was going yeah. but yeah it was he wasn't even listed before i'm looking forward to seeing this truck in person yeah, oh yeah i mean this truck oh yeah you know the ucc is- in general is just huge i mean that's that's something that we keep talking about we keep interviewing guys about i think it is the premier event for diesel performance industry uh the diesel performance industry expo yeah. another huge thing i don't think that's yeah. getting nearly enough so attention let's talk for about how cool it is so what what is the expo paul can you explain that to well us? do you know what an expo is do you can you tell yes, our I listeners yeah, what I the can. hell okay <laughs> okay yeah. i swear to so, god this is what i work with everybody so, every day this is and, what i gotta deal with oh I'm, i just kicked the mic okay so an expo is really simple right so an expo is basically like a, a big event where you're gonna have a bunch of booths from different vendors who have paid to be there so that they can set up and talk about their stuff If you've ever heard of like what SEMA is, it's a micro version of this, just very specific to diesel performance. It's the first time anything like this has been gathered. Any other major events are always sponsored by a singular company who then allows specific vendors to come in. And that's cool because it's a chance for customers and end users to get to get out and see different vendors. But there's always a conflict of interest, okay? Because if they are a supplier, they don't want their competitors to come there. Or they're, if they're a supplier, they're only going to bring the people whose products they actually sell. So from an industry standard, you don't really get a chance to get that that unbiased exposure to the anybody in the industry. And that's where I think the Diesel Performance Industry Expo, uh, DPI Expo, is going to be huge. I think it's going to be a new thing. I think this is going to be a standard in the industry. I think people are going to want to come to this. Yeah. I think they're going to want to travel to see this. And, and I, I also they have the whole clean diesel thing going on. So we're going to have the clean sweep there, Danny. Kind of your love there, huh? Oh yeah, that's my baby. Twenty twelve emissions equipped sled pull LML. Uh, we're going to have a new secret coming project coming up that we're going to reveal at the expo on our coming. So our Ram box is going to get some special love there. Mm-hmm. There is a twin turbo uh, emissions equipped Colorado hanging around. I'm not sure if that Ooh. is just going to lurk in the parking lot or if it'll actually make it to the expo, but I have seen it. It does Unreal. exist. And it was on our Facebook. Yeah. Check out the Duramax Tuner Facebook yeah. page for that. Um, and then of course there is also Jason Worley's twin turbo emissions equipped LML regular cab. Yeah. The Sick. coolest truck I've ever driven. You think Un- that's the coolest? Unquestionably my favorite truck that I've ever driven. Now, there are yeah. other trucks that I think are cooler builds. Right. Okay, Miami Hammer, Enrique Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. Colorado with a 6.6 in it. That thing's nasty. Oh, loudest truck um, ever on our dyno. Yeah, Sandrail, the Sandrail from Merchant Automotive. Nasty. Mid-engine. It's the only mid-engine vehicle with a, with a Duramax in it besides the Ripsaw, right. um, which is like a sport utility tank. No big deal. Uh, but anyways, it, it is I, – I still – I think that truck, the way it feels when you drive it, it's so damn light. It, it gets after it. Yeah. I beat on that thing trying to get it to rack up soot, and I just – I could not get it to rack up soot with that DPF. It still builds soot just at the pace that it would normally, if not a little bit longer. It works awesome. I'm absolutely in love with that. Plus, I, I, that. I always got a hard-on for, for regular cabs. So well, You better stay away Don't from my regular weird. cab. Don't get weird. You better stay away <laughs> from my regular cab. Ron so, uh, 
What else we got? So we're going to be at the UCC, obviously. We're going to have the uh, the expo. Since thank you for your clarification on what an expo is, Paul. Yeah. I meant to say what is the diesel expo that we were talking about. Not the whole. I didn't need the freaking Webster's. You dictionary don't know what version. an expo is. I know what a freaking expo is now because now, I just was explained. I told you. Yeah. Right. So what else are we doing in Indy? We're gonna uh, we're going to talk about tuning. So all of the tuning that we're offering. So we're going to have a lot of literature there from Duramax tuner and calibrated power. So we'll be talking LML and LSP tuning. We'll be talking about tractor and ag tuning, which yep. is one of my favorite topics. My favorite I just looked, too. I just looked up and realized I'm sporting my MM3 shirt today. Uh, we do custom MM3 tuning over at Calibrated Power as well. That's yeah. been huge lately. Oh, I've been killing it in the MM3 sales. Yeah. Killing yeah. it. Yeah. So if you guys need MM3 tuning, uh, Duramax tuning, tractor tuning, whatever you got, give us a shout. Danny and I are always available. Call the company, 815-568-7920. Uh, this is the last day of the month that we're technically offering the uh, 10% off for all the podcast listeners. I will see if we can extend that. Uh, give us a call on Monday. Shoot us an email. If you guys want to keep that uh, discount going, post on our Facebook page. Post on the comments here in the section. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know, hey, keep that keep that discount going. I'm just about to buy. We'll take it to management. We'll see what we can get approved. We will run it up the flagpole. Speaking of giving back to listeners, if you fill out our survey, so the survey is posted in the links to the comment on this Facebook Live. So if you're watching this, scroll to the top of the comments. You'll see we posted a link to a survey. One of our survey um, completion people. So one of the people who actually do the survey, submit the survey, we're going to pick one of you guys at random. We're going to give you a $200 gift card to Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner. So if you complete the survey, you will automatically be entered into a raffle for a $200 gift card for Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner. Danny, I don't think I ever told you that I got that approved. You know, kind of like the Larry LePan episode. Like- <laughs> When you sprung that on me. Paul, you always spring stuff on me. <laughs> Larry LePan. Can we talk about Larry LePan episode? Great guy. One of my favorite customers, honest to God. And, and actually your customer. Yeah. Actually, actually Danny's customer. So Larry LePan contacts me after he hears the first um, Duramax, tune, or Duramax 750, 650 horsepower debate. Danny and I were talking about what a stock LBZ block can handle. So you went on the light side, said 650. I went on the high side, I said 750. Uh, I argued that there's no difference in reliability. We argued for months and we're still arguing. We argued for months. And then I had a customer contact me. I pick up the phone one day at Duramax. He's like, Paul, I totally fucking agree with you. They definitely can handle 750 (laughs) horsepower. I want to be on the show. I want to tell Danny. So I said, fuck yeah. Um, Now, usually Danny and I sit down, we talk about what we're going to discuss on any given episode so that we're not surprising each other. We can do some research and be ready. However, Danny was running late that day, and I did not mention anything to him about what we were going to do. I actually on purpose avoided him all day so that he couldn't ask me, what are we recording tonight? So being very busy at work and just just not knowing, Danny rolls in, sits down. I bring on Larry LePan, and during the introduction is when I told Danny what was going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, uh, God, do you remember what the title of that episode is? It's like 750 horsepower debate continues or something like that. Uh, it has Larry LePan on it. If you search it on the Libsyn on our website, uh, Diesel Performance Podcast, uh, you'll be able to find that. I thought I thought that was probably one of the most fun times I've I've had on the podcast. What setting up your boy? Yeah, it was hilarious. You set me it up. Was, I mean, to me, me it was hilarious. You set me up, dude. Uh, we do have another question. What your favorite or what your Duramax is your favorite? Um, me is LML clearly. I, I love the LML. I think it's um, 
I think until the L5P is tunable and there's modification support for it, the LML will continue to be my favorite platform. Comes with more horsepower from the factory. It's more reliable from the factory. It has a lower dollar per horsepower to get to 650 horsepower, which is like generally my goal, 600 to 650. Um, and that's dollar per horsepower and modifications, not cost of ownership, because you obviously could do it cheaper. The creature comforts are awesome. The interior, the exterior, just the LML really hits it home for me. I am more of the the Chevy fan, not the GMC. I don't like the 15s with the little headlights, um, but those are just little minor things that I would, that would never actually change my opinion on buying a truck. Thank you. You care about headlights. What are you playing about? I don't care about no headlights. <laughs> I, I mean, the front, a... the whole front no. of the truck makes a difference. Like, you can't tell sure. me that that the – okay, like an LBZ doesn't look, like, more aggressive or more mean than a bubble nose LB7. Like, I get that a lot of guys out there have that bubble nose love for LB7s, but, like, it does look more aggressive with the cat eyes. Like, it just it just does. It just matters what numbers flash up on the clock. You know, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I care yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you, what do you try? Listen, Tokyo you, Drift. Listen um, here. I've got more dra- – you have never drag raced anything in your life, have you? I drag raced the Humvee. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and the van. Uh, an, H, um, an H1 actually, Hummer with an LBZ in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was badass. Yeah. yeah, and that's the only like real like – No, no, I've had a couple others. I mean because I get to race trucks here from work. So yeah. I've raced the Alamal. Okay. I've raced um, – where are some of my other favorites? Where are some of the notable ones, I guess? I Because right? there's been – I'll, I'll jump in a truck. I don't mind. Um, yeah, I think the only Byron drag race I didn't race in was this past year. Yeah. When I So I drove our, the Colorado from Duramax Tuner out there. I was going to race it. Danny showed up. Um, he didn't have anything to race that day, and he was, like, all stoked about it. And I was like, nah, I don't really care. You can. It's the Colorado is what I told him. I was like, you can race it. Now I regret it. I wish I would have jumped in it and taken a pass. But, yeah. but anyways, yeah, Next Danny year. jumped in. He raced the Colorado. It was like fun. six, seven passes. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. And, and it took it. Took it like a champ. Love it. And we ran um, the same exact time as a guy with the deleted 2 Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) I said the only thing that he deleted was his warranty. Ha! Ha! Oh. Oh, Our producer's going to hate that noise I just made. Um, He hates everything. Charles Lindbergh, it's technically the last day of the month. Thank you, Charles Lindbergh. I know you, Chuck. Um, It is the last day of the month. Call and order tunes. Yeah. Uh, All right. Wait, we, we got another one here. You gonna read it? You gonna read it from my phone, or you gonna unlock your phone? I got. Let me unlock it. Best injector for LB7 for basically stock truck reliability. Call us. We'll get you set up with a set of Exergy Sportsman injectors. Yeah. Um, There's probably only one or two other companies in the country that I would even consider to order injectors from. For an LB7 specifically. I was just gonna say, and probably only one other company that I like pops right in my head that I would buy LB7 injectors from. Uh, we've had a couple of guys on the show. Um, everybody provides good products for their niche. Um, so you just want to kind of know where do they lean towards having that niche. And that's that's what you want to stick with. Uh, injectors, especially for LB7s, no matter how, quote unquote, reliable they are, they're going to go out. Uh, if, you got a, if you got over 100,000 miles out of the best set of LB7 injectors on the market, you're- You did good. You did good. Yeah. Um, if you get less than 50,000, you probably got shit injectors. And that's- Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. You know, uh, stock injectors just don't last that long. The killer on them, uh, and we've we've asked. Remember, we asked yeah. Rick, and I think we asked Lenny. Yeah. Uh, both. Why do LB7 injectors come out? It's a design flaw uh, in the actual mechanic mechanical pieces that are inside of the injector. Is probably the best way I could paraphrase Listen it. Listen to the episodes. I'll yeah. Tell yeah. 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 That's a good idea, Danny. Listen yeah. to those. Listen to why modified are you injectors. Spill the beans all the time. We got two episodes on modified injectors. So yep. Make sure you listen to them both. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Lenny Reed from uh, Dynamite Diesel Performance and uh, Products. 
Dynamite Diesel Products. Dynamite Diesel Products. Yes. From Dynamite. Called Dynamite. Yeah. And uh, Axergy, we had on Rick. Uh, Newberry. Newberry? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Rick. Rick's a great guy, so we had on Rick. Um, both of them, super, super smart guys, super knowledgeable about the industry. Definitely understand, I think, that connection between what are people looking for and what do they offer and understand that, you know, like even I think both of them said like, hey, our products are really for the people who are going to match up well with them. You know, we're not just looking to sell crap to everybody, right? So they're both, I would consider, to be specialists. So let's talk about your shirt again real quick. Let's jump to that. MM3, people always ask me, what the heck is that? You're the one telling everybody about how much they can uh, get off on MM3 tuning all the time. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So MM3 tuning is a, a really simple concept here, right? So we at Duramax Tuner and Calibrated Power have tr- traditionally used EFI Live to build all of our calibration support for any light-duty pickup truck. Forever. Right? Forever. That's yeah. just that's what we've always used. It's always been the best custom tuning platform. So in other words, if we're going to be a custom tuner, we're not changing 8 or 10 calibration changes. We're making 100, 250 calibration changes per tune. So we need software that gives us that access. Uh, EFI Live traditionally, again, has been the best for this. MM3 came out from Smarty, kind of. Uh, it's, it's based off of like a Smarty Touch with no tuning loaded on it. It is a separate entity, uh, but they do work directly with Smarty. Uh, and then they they launched a new level of UDC tuning. So it's UDC Pro. Um, when the MM3 came out and we gained exposure to it, we had looked at UDC tuning previously. We used to have an O3 Cummins here that we uh, put twins on. It was manual. It was our tow truck. It actually mm-hmm. just towed around stuff. We got rid of the truck because there's other stuff we can tow with, like the 15 Ram box. But at the time, we looked into Smarty UDC tuning, and it it just wasn't what we were used to. It wasn't the level of custom that we kind of require to call it a custom tune, right? Like if I can only change 20 or 25 parameters, that's just not in-depth of a tune enough. So when we looked at MM3 tuning and the UDC Pro, we said, okay, this is actually fucking awesome. So we jumped on it. So now we offer... MM3 tuners, which is like the blank Smarty Touch, and then it has our custom calibrations loaded in it. It supports 98.5 to 2016, 2017. 17, yeah. Um, It's switch on the fly. It's a touchscreen monitor. It has a digital gauge. You guys can read more about that at the blog. Mm -hmm. So if you search Diesel Tuners blog or blog.calibratedpower.com slash blog, just like the longest title ever. But yeah, search Diesel Tuners blog, search MM3 at Calibrated Power. Any of those key terms should pull up blog articles. I think I've written, I, think I just did numbers on it the other day. I've written like 16 articles now total on MM3 tuning. Uh, so if you need to know more about it, there's definitely, I try to provide as many resources. We've done yeah. two two videos on the tuning and two videos on installation uh, as well. So there's some video content uh, built around that. No, I just wanted to say a little bit about that because it's been a pleasure to work with. It's people have been so happy when you get a customer that's super stoked. What's better than that? You know, I have guys ask me questions about it. Like what's better MM3 or EFI live to me. That's like asking, was my truck put together with craftsmen or snap on tools? Like it's a tool. We're the custom tuners. We'll be the ones to take care of the tuning calibration. To you, it should just be about which one matches your needs better. Mm-hmm. And so, again, if, if you're interested in that, you can call us over at Calibrated Power. We can talk more about it. Uh, I do have another comment here from Dan. This is Dan's second. Thank you, Dan. Keep them coming. Uh, Dan, I'm going to say Willison. Maybe. Uh, okay. Perfect. Made 80000 on my last set of Exergy was the way I was leaning. 
Gotcha. Dan, that's in reference to your LB7 injectors. If you got 80,000 out of them, that's mediocre. That's pretty average. Um, but yeah, I would definitely, like I said, give us a call. I'm extension 2122. Danny, you probably even work over there and have an extension, don't you? They give me an extension. Yeah. yeah. 2124 is how you can reach me. I love to talk uh, but to But why anybody. would you? No, I'm just joking. Um, um, <laughs> see, this is why James Westerfeld said you're a dick. You're, that's, that's it. He did. He said, Paul, you're a dick. And, but, and I'm just joking. You know, I know you're just joking, but some of our <laughs> listeners are like, man, maybe he really is a jerk. Maybe I don't he know. is. Maybe You'll have a chance to find out if I'm really a jack, jerk. jack wagon. Yeah, jack wagon, sure. Yeah. You will have a chance to Mom's find out how wagon. much of a jack wagon I am at April 21st, 22nd, 23rd. We're going to be live, yeah. for real live, on the set. UCC. And if it's after like 8 o'clock, I have a feeling you're going to be like stumbling and mumbling. <laughs> fucking sideways, son. No, 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 not really. I got a kid now. I can't get I can't get tore up from the floor up anymore. Uh, I can have a few drinks, though. So, yeah, we're actually – we're going to be out in UCC. Danny and I are talking about rolling in either Friday morning early or um, Friday afternoon. Anyways, the event kicks off Friday at 4 o'clock. I think drivers report at 2 we're going to be down there broadcasting on sites. We're going to be doing a bunch of these Facebook Lives throughout the event, so you guys will get some different perspective. Uh, we're also going to be recording a ton of content, so we'll have a bunch of episodes that are going to get released after the UCC. we we'll try to yeah. turn around and produce as many of those during the show as we can. Our media guy is doing double duty because he's also the media guy for Duramax Tuner Calibrated Power. So he will be down recording the truck and when the truck's running and B-roll footage and all of that and supporting Duramax Tuner Calibrated Power with their UCC truck, and then he'll also be helping us with uh, producing the content for the podcast. So I wish we could bring the camera and then just go lift the UCC truck up in the air and show everybody what's going on with this thing. Yeah. Well, I know we're, we got another Facebook Live scheduled on the UCC truck over at Calibrated Power, so if you're interested yeah, in that, check, it out. Uh, check out calibratedpower.com, Calibrated Power's Facebook page. We're going to be doing, I think, one, maybe two more Facebook Lives on the truck, and then uh, after that, everything else we're going to do is going to be well-produced content. So Facebook Live's good for some things like this, where we can come on and talk and interact live but to really show you something in detail it's much much better if we're able to put some time into the the video production is what it comes down to heck yeah yeah um so what else is up in the industry paul what do we need to talk about what yeah else is cracking there's been there's been quite a bit going on in diesel performance i think there's a lot going on in turbo technology in general yeah. throughout the industry i think there's a lot of new guys coming to the market i think there's a lot of uh ideas out there on what to do with turbos so I think that's going to be an exciting new kind of thing as we move forward. We know in sled pulling, we're used to tur- turbo technology changing every year, and whoever's the best is different every season because right. if you won last season, your competitors are going to beat you this season. That's just the way it is. Uh, so I think that's really interesting. Modified injectors matching with tuning have come such a long ways. You know, when I started in this industry, we used to tell people 100% really aren't streetable because you don't atomize the fuel I at the same back rate. In the day. So, like, if you had hundreds, you were the big swinging dick on campus. Now, hundreds are nothing. Hundreds are in like every street truck. I got a guy with a stock turbo, 10 mil pump, and 100% injectors. I'm like, I, I don't recommend it. I, I think that's kind of crazy unless you're going to build the truck soon like very soon um but whatever you know it teach their own for his specific situation it worked well uh but yeah i think um injectors being modified to crazy crazy fucking limits is the new norm yeah you know we got guys who literally don't even know how to measure how big their injectors are that we're interviewing for the ucc and this stuff trickles down you, you know eventually we're gonna have street trucks that are you know, 250 cc and shit like that, to where it's just it's crazy. getting nuttier. Um, look at this. I we got a good question here. Any this is from Coleman Mock, my man, Coleman Mock. He's the only one that has 
put the hurt down on a clean sweep. Yeah. He has the nastiest LB7 crew cab long bed. It's like 900 horsepower. And then he's he's redone it all again for this year. He's going to he's going to clean house with his truck. Yeah. So he writes on our thing here. Any projections on when L5P tuning will be available? Tomorrow, if you call me on my cell phone, I'll hook you up on the sly. No, uh, no, we don't have any projections. We're, we're trying to get over a lot of things as far as hurdles and restrictions and security and things like that. We're trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, it's R&D, man. Well, the good news is we've tuned 2017 2.8 liter Duramaxes. That's hope right there, in my opinion. Mm. So that we've done the 17. Different beast. 2.8, but, yeah. but I'm just saying there's light there. For me personally, to say, hey, this is going to happen hopefully sooner than later. I mean, there are some realities on the on the L5P that make it very different than a 2017 Colorado, right? Oh, absolutely. 2017 Colorado is an E98 controller, which is a continued controller that we've been tuning for, for, a, for long a long time. time. EFI Live supported the E98 when it was released with the 2.8 liter overseas, so before it ever came to the U.S. So the very first day that there was a U.S. sale of a Colorado, we were able to tune it. We actually had calibration support, and that's what we're waiting on with the L5P. Um, it's not development of the tunes or learning how to tune that truck. Uh, we know how to tune trucks. It doesn't matter what hard parts you swap in that and out. That is a good point. We know how to tune. That's what we do. Uh, the question is access and support. So unfortunately, we don't have control over that type of stuff uh, to a very in-depth extent. Uh, a lot of support and calibration support and stuff like that, like building the software for us to build a tune with, that goes out to the guys um, like EFI Live or like we were talking about with Cummins with, with the MM3 stuff. Um, so we're waiting on, on that. I mean, really is what it comes down to. It's a brand new controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we interviewed Nicola Manarini, we got a little bit of insight on that. But so basically when they did the LML, they, they changed 65% of the parts. Okay. So they made it, they took it from an original Isuzu design that was still running Isuzu based parts and they changed 65% of those parts. When they went from the LML to the L5P, it is a 100% GM design. That's how much they changed in the in the engine. So yes, it's a 6.6 liter Duramax, but it is 100% GM based. There is nothing from any outside vendors. They got rid of piezo injection system. They ch- changed up the controllers. Um, they changed a lot in this truck. It, that takes time for R and D on things that I don't know anything about about how they create the calibration support before we get our hands on it to build a tune with it. I can reassure you that if you are interested. Uh, follow us on Facebook at DuramaxTuner.com. We will blast all the latest and greatest about the L5P because we have one. We yeah. want we want to tune it more than anybody else. I was going to say nobody wants to tune that truck more than Duramax Tuner. Oh, uh, yeah. That's just the way it is, right? But no, yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, we don't have it. They also they don't give us projection dates, so like they don't tell us what they're working on. We get a release. So when we get that release, we learn we have access, and then we go and we start doing R and D on it, and then we can build tunes and dyno and things like that from there. Uh, but until there's a release that has that support on it, we uh, we unfortunately are driving a stock truck just like you, which I don't even know if that thing's just parked right now because it's it's stock. You know, it's nice, but um, yeah. Kelsey Epps says, "What about the guys sixty percent overs making a thousand horsepower?" Paul, don't you have a few of those guys? Um, sixty percent injectors. I assume, knowing Kelsey, she's asking about a Duramax. Yeah. Uh, 60% injectors on a Duramax. I would question the dyno to say a thousand horsepower. Uh, Exergy quotes us much lower. I can say that for sure. Uh, they actually tell us hundred percent injectors. They will quote us 900, 950. So on 40% less, uh, added injection, 
Not sure how they're getting more horsepower out of it. We usually quote those those injectors to around 750 horsepower. Yeah. You're not going to get much more out of them than that. Um, Larry LePan can run those in his in his stock long block. Stock long block LBC. I'm pretty yeah. sure he does. Uh, pretty sure <laughs> it's an S366 60% injector. It is. It is. Or maybe it's not a 366. But Power, anyways. Well, the 60s. Yeah, for sure. 60s. 60s, right? So, so yeah, 60% injectors, 1,000 uh, horsepower. I would like to get on that dyno. That's that's what I have to say. Uh, a lot of people say that calibrated dyno is really hard to make a, a number on. Stingy. Stingy dyno. But the fact of the Gail matter. Banks would say, you're wrong. He would. He would. That's what that Gail Banks says. He could dyno something there and GM or is it GM? I think it was GM could dyno something in Flint, Michigan. Yeah. 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 That's it. Flint, Michigan, GM, California, Gail yeah. Banks, and they get the same number. Yeah, because they... Because they calibrate their dynos the same way. Right. And they run the same test. Right. So when you're dynoing something, there's a lot of different factors that go into it, right? So one of those things is test parameters. So let's just assume all the dynos are calibrated the same and one horsepower equals one horsepower on every dyno, right? Assume that. That's probably not true, but let's assume that. Um, now what we're saying is that how you run the test makes a difference in the number you get. So, like, you don't take a gas truck and lock it in the same test parameter or run the test the same way that you do a diesel truck. And you don't do something that has big twins on it in the same RPM window that you do something with a stock turbo on it. So it's not just the dyno because dynos are manufactured, so they're identical. And they're just different brands, so, of course, there's some variations there. Uh, the real variation that I find are the biggest variation, the most common place to find fault in dyno numbers is what test did they run it on. Um, as far as guys just writing on the internet that their 60% injectors are good for a thousand horsepower, sounds like keyboard warriors. I'm not saying all of them are, somebody has a dynograph, but to me, that sounds like a keyboard warrior. Um, from what we've seen. Yeah. From my experience. From our experience. And all logic involving how injectors and Duramaxes work. Well, you know, it goes to what kind of injector, where you're getting it. There's a lot of what ifs and maybe could be's. And I don't know. So if you Danny using... trying to be a nice guy, I'm an asshole. Danny's a nice guy. That's okay. Uh, Danny's trying to be a nice guy. He's trying to say you're full of shit, and um, we just don't know why. So he's giving you an out, and that's okay. That's hey. okay. It's all right. So what else we got, Paul? What so, else do we got? So what else is going on in the industry? Um, you said the turbo market has been exploding. Turbo market's exploding. Duramax tuners doing in-house turbos. So that's pretty cool. Um, I think we've seen some new turbo technology that's about to come to market. Uh, if you're watching anybody else who uses turbocharging, there's a lot of really cool new concepts out there. Um, I think electricity is going to play in to be a big part of turbochargers in the next 10 years. We're starting to see that trickle in, again, at the high-end scales, uh, F1 cars and things like that, some different uh, patents GM has put out that we've looked into. Um, I think that you're going to see injectors, like I said, run bigger and bigger. I think that's just going to be a standard. Uh, the real question, I think, is going to come down to, like, rotating assemblies and what do you actually need? Mm -hmm. Yeah. there's And what kind of horsepower do you want to be at and what do you actually need to be there and live, well, live a long, healthy life? I mean, that, that's a really interesting thing. So go back and listen to the Guy Trip episode with SoCal Diesel and then go back and listen to Gail Banks and listen to them talk about alternate firing order cams and uh, viscous dampeners. Yeah, the Two huge, people I have huge. a ton of respect for. Huge. I mean, there, there's not two people that I would say are better experts than – Guy Trip and and um, 
Gail Banks. Gail Banks. There's a lot of talking, Danny. I miss a word here and there. <laughs> um, I, I can't think of two experts that are that are more well known, more well respected, or that I would believe blindly. And even they have areas where they disagree, right? So no doubt. So that's why I say like. Um, I think we're going to start to see something in those worlds. I think something's going to come down to rotating assembly. I think there's still big question marks out there. I think there's still a lot of theory based around what makes a rotating assembly strong, internally balanced cranks. Um, is it necessary? I don't know. You know, I don't know. You, you know, and I think that's I think that's what we're going to start to see in this industry is people really start to put together some scientific testing, some real data, some actual truth behind it. And then that'll help us have a better direction of kind of what's the next step. So speaking about um, bigger injectors, everything, the bar getting raised every year, which is always going to happen in our industry, I believe. But who are you rooting for at the call-out challenge, dude? Well, I have to root for calibrated power. No, no, no. Who are you rooting? No, you don't have to do anything. Well, I do because I've seen the truck get built from scratch. So I was here the day that they brought every piece in. I got to see it. I got to see it the first time it fired. So, like, yeah, that's – Right now, that's my favorite truck. It's you also you were out smoking a cigarette when the thing fired up. I was there. I was there. I was oh, in the. Man. I heard it. Jeez. I heard it. Maybe smoking I wasn't standing ciggy, next to it. Smoking a cigarette, um, not even paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no. Who's out of all the people we've interviewed and whatnot? Who do you feel that is just going to take the cake, man? Well, I mean, I don't know. There, there's a lot of big builds out there. Waggler looks like he's got some nasty creation put together. What is that? <laughs> I think he I think I think there's some big names to chase, right? So I think Waggler's yeah. a name to chase. I think obviously Levon Miller's a name to chase. If you're not chasing Levon Miller, you're not chasing anybody. Um I think pretty much everybody we've interviewed has a shot. Yeah. You, you know, at least sure. at like uh coming there and making like a big name for themselves. I think there's gonna be a difference in the crowd. So I think there's guys who are there to win first place, and I think there's Guys who are there to compete at all three events. Yeah. And I I do believe there's a difference. Everybody knows if you want to place the top five, you really have to have at least competed in all three events, if not done well uh, in all three events. I, there's a lot to be said about guys who have never truck pulled, have never dynoed anything, have never drag raced. You know, you might if have. You're one of those three. Well, we'll see. You know, I'm just saying if you have experience in those three categories, like. I mean that's a huge that plays a huge role I believe and there's how many guys have said I never this this truck's never been in the dirt you know yep. ever in my life I've True never story. I've never hooked a sled to this truck Mike Graves I just interviewed him exactly. yeah just the other week he's like yeah I don't really sled pull yeah we'll see I mean here's the thing though is is honestly any one of these events drag racing sled pulling dynoing the way they have it set up you could be okay. Because your truck is so overbuilt and there's no rules about what, what can be in your truck or what can be used on your truck to set it up and stage it, that if you did a couple of passes or if you hooked to the trailer in the backyard and you did a couple of pulls, that doesn't you help. could at least figure out the basic mechanics and then the truck does the talking. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, in a sled pull truck, drivers help. I think in a huge way they help. I think a driver makes a big impact. But – I think the truck is still the one that does the talking. I think that's what this competition is about. Mm. It's not about who can maneuver around cones the best. It's about whose truck's the most badass motherfucker here. But if you don't have a a driver that has um, a confident, you know, mentality that he's going to win this thing, he if he's not prepared mentally, if he's not prepared to confidence do this, and experience are two different things, my friend. Well, I'm confident come, I could show up and win. I'm confident but, that somebody with experience. That knows what you know is going on with their truck. That that has a relationship with their truck knows exactly how it's going to react when they do a certain thing. That person 
that's been on the dyno, been on the drag strip, been in the dirt, he has a way better chance of making it through all the events. I do think he has an advantage. I'm just saying that if you're going to be a guy who shows up at any competition not knowing one of those three and you have to do it, right? this is the best competition to do it at because these trucks are so far overbuilt that they give that driver a little more leeway. They give that driver maybe you don't maybe you're not the best at hitting the tree, but your reaction time it's not like your bracket racing where your your reaction time has to be good every single pull, yeah, every single at, pass, so right? So at the UCC, there's no reaction time. Exactly. There's just a tree that drops. You can sit there for a day and spool stage your turbos, you stage it all you want, and leave when you want to leave. That's pretty forgiving if somebody has only sled pulled and never dragged race compared to going to another NHRDA drag race event where you're not going to make it past the first bracket. No Do doubt. you see what I'm saying? So this, I agree with you. Experience will be an advantage, and we'll see if it makes a difference in, in no, who wins. No, do you wins. see what I'm saying? Don't 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 try to say, do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? Experience will take the cake. If you have experience, you have the right truck, and you got that driver with the confidence, That's all. I think those three ingredients right there is what you need to win. Well, we'll certainly see. Yeah. Time will tell. Uh, there's a lot of guys on our show that have all that, and yeah. I believe that that's why it's going to be such a good event because there's so many people that have that experience and have that confidence because they just spent thousands and thousands of dollars on their truck. So everybody has confidence, you know, that yeah. has done that. But the experience, man, that's – some of these guys have never even ran their truck. How so can who, they do So who do it? you think is out there to look out for? Um, you know what? I, obviously, LeVon Miller, his, his setup is always going to be primo. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing D. Rose's truck, to be honest with you. Nasty. I am excited for that one. D. Rose, man, he was a good interview. Yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of – I have high hopes for him. Sure. Yeah. And then um, – I mean, obviously, our calibrated truck, in, deep down inside, I want that to win because that's what we've seen. We've watched every part come through the door and get bolted on it. Right. Uh, maybe we're not the mechanics. We're not the ones doing it. Uh, thank God, you know. You don't want me working on it. <laughs> Especially Paul. But uh, the thing is, obviously, we want that to win. But if Randy Reyes and these guys that we've had on our show place in the top six, I'll be proud of them, man. Did you see that video of Randy Reyes with his dashboard the other day? No. Come on. What happened? Like zero to 100? No. Dude, it's one of oh, the okay. fastest accelerating high boost trucks you've ever like dashboard shots you've seen is it was nasty. Wow. Nasty. See, that's why these guys I'm just in awe really to be honest with you. When we go down there to Indy, when we enter Indy, yeah. There's going to be millions and millions of dollars in diesel performance sitting right there for us oh, to yeah. check out, man. Oh yeah. How? Plus the Expo, I was just looking at all of the vendors at the Expo. I had no idea they had that many vendors. So if you haven't jumped online, uh, ultimatecalloutchallenge.com. The list is huge it's of huge. all the vendors. It's crazy how many people are going to be there. And if you want to learn about diesel performance in our industry, you better get your asses there because yeah. there's going to be a ton of information to know and learn. Yeah. And the Facebook Live, they're going to be Facebook Live. And last year they had a problem that they had so many people on it crashed the server and they had to scramble to get it up while they were standing in the dirt with the wind and going. And uh, this year they're they're already on top of it. So they say they're, they're more than prepared for an abundance of Facebook right. Live, guys. Uh, so jump on. Uh, they will have their Facebook Live going. Danny and I will probably go yeah. crash that and annoy those guys. And then uh, we'll also do our own here for the podcast. You'll be able to follow us here. Well, I don't know. You're going to tweet some updates throughout the day or Snapchat something? Oh, or I'll be Snapchatting. One of your kid yeah. kind of talker thingers. Um, so Duramax Tuner is the Snapchat account. Yep. Duramax Tuner, just how it sounds. Um, we have tons of, of Snapchatters. It's unbelievable the people that Snapchat us. Yeah. It's awesome. And if I don't care what app the kids are on, I'm going to be there too. <laughs> 
<laughs> the kids. I don't care. I don't where everybody's at. I want everybody to know what we're up to over at Calibrate. That's why I started the Snapchat. People are like, dude, you're 33, 34 years old, and you're on Snapchat. And I'm like, creep. It's where everybody's at, dude. You're a creep. I ain't no creep. Um, okay, Coleman. Sorry, we we missed this one here. Do you know if the 2017 Allison has the same controller as the 2016? I believe it is still a T87, but I do not know for sure. I I have not opened the hood on the L5P myself. Uh, it's been Nick's truck, and it's brand new, and there's other cool shit here that I've been playing with. So I have not I have not dove into that. Uh, we will find out and post it somewhere at some point. I promise. Coleman, get your truck on our dyno. He's scheduled here in a couple weeks to get on. The dyno. His not new setup. Coleman, okay. Coleman okay. His new the LB7. setup, not the L5P. I thought oh, you were no. talking about get here and dyno. I'm like, what the fuck did he dyno the L5P for? Coleman, he's. I have. I have high hopes for Coleman. I think he could, honest to God, enter this challenge and do some damage to these guys. Think so, huh? Man, Coleman's truck is top. I. It, okay, his truck in our area. That's a, there's that's a big, big uh, set of shoes to ask him to fill. I'm just saying he would. He would be in. In the category of hanging with those guys, I'm okay. not saying he might win, okay. but I'm just saying he will be respected. I mean, I've seen the truck; it's nice. Yeah, it's he nice will be as fuck. Yeah, I have no he, doubts there, man. He won versus all the outlaws in Southern Wisconsin. Yeah, the outlaw class is the nastiest class we have, and this guy won by a lot. Right? Okay, he, he mopped the house. I hear you. I, I hear you. I had a ton of respect. I just, yeah. I mean, nine hundred and eighteen hundred sure. or twenty four hundred horsepower. Um, I mean, it's definitely not a competition for Coleman. Right, um, right, but. His truck, nobody, people, people might say, man, you better watch out for that thing. It'll, yeah. it'll creep up on you. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, Triple Max, we, I am, I am excited to see Triple Max at the UCC. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of cool trucks there. I think also, like every time we go to one of these events, the parking lot's always a ton of fun because that's where everybody parks their truck. So everybody brings a truck to the UCC. <laughs> parking lot party, man. Yeah, it, it really it, – every time I go to one of these events, XCP, Alligator, Thoroughbred, um, Shides, whatever, yeah. TS. Parking lot party. Uh, there's always that parking lot kind of just party mentality where guys are just hanging out and grilling and kicking it. And it's, it's always a blast. And the cool thing for me is like I understand how cool these huge, expensive, giant builds are. But it kind of keeps me disconnected from, like, what normal people drive, right? Because, like, to me, a normal person drives a built trans, modified turbo, modified injector truck. That's a normal truck. But it's not, right? Like, your normal truck, they buy rims, they buy tires, they buy tint, they buy stacks, they buy stickers. And they do all that stuff so that, like, that pulls from that budget to do those modifications, right? So it is kind of cool to get out and see. Um, I'm hoping to see less of the offset rims. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, but it's kind of cool to see some of the trends on, like, what people are doing to make their truck look different. Maybe not just – I know we're real heavy on, like, the performance side of this. Uh, but we did that that episode with uh, Soda, and it had me kind of thinking about, like, there are trends beyond just performance. And right? by there the way, they're not shoes. They shouldn't be called shoes. They should be called boots. Don't tell me how to talk. Boots. Don't, I'm, I'm, I'm a professional boots. talker. Oh, you ain't. Professional talker. So you're a talker? Um, I don't know about how professional <laughs> – freaking talker, man. That's why – well, we're both yeah, talkers. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of why we got this gig, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So we, yeah. we both are talkers, and we both love the diesel industry, and here we are. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and rims, shoes, boots, whatever you want to call them. Um, they, they are, though. I, I mean, it's, it's something that's really cool to get out and see and kind of see what guys are doing. There's always some wild paint jobs. There's always some wild – external modifications. So they're doing that show and shine at the UCC. Oh yeah. So there's yeah. a huge car show. So not to mention everything else. Now you got the public 
um, bringing their personal rides in there and doing a truck show. Yeah. That's going to be nasty. Gotcha. Yeah, um, I am very excited. Again, guys, really important you jump on the survey. Uh, We need you to jump on, fill out that survey. We really appreciate it. That's going to help us keep this show going and keep it alive. Join us at the UCC uh, Ultimate Callout Challenge in Indianapolis, April 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Danny, anything else for the listeners before we let them go for the day? Man, our listeners are the best. I hope you guys have a great weekend, and I look forward to meeting everybody. Absolutely. 100 episodes. We're fucking out. Calibrated Power Solutions, the leading North American developer of clean diesel power and home of DuramaxTuner.com, is the proud sponsor of the Diesel Performance Podcast. Calibrated Power develops emissions-equipped tunes for a wide variety of diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, Jeep, John Deere, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. That's 815-568-7920. To reach out to the Diesel Performance Podcast, send us a message through Facebook or email Paul at DuramaxTuner.com or Danny at DuramaxTuner.com. Good job, man. We killed it.